0: don't hesitate. I used it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash Card.
1: You, you made a video, I think, about this when putting a house in your name as opposed to putting a house not in your name so people can't find out where you live, different things of that nature. Yeah. What's the, what's the deal with that? So when you're buying a property and if you're using a non-QM loan, a non-QM loan is a non-qualified mortgage. That basically means that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA won't purchase that loan in the secondary market, right? This is a portfolio loan, which more non-traditional lenders will use, um, for non-traditional buyers, right? Now, if you're buying a primary residence, there are several lenders out there that will allow you to buy that primary residence in your LLC name. Right. We are living in the post pandemic era where a lot of people made a lot of money over the past two years and folks are buying, you know, their mini mansions and their, and their, their, their mansions right now. And it and if you don't want the world to be able to find you, the best way is to put it in a LLC. So that way they can't Google your name and find you. Because it's in an LLC, so now the mortgage is in the LLC name, the deed of the property is in the LLC mm. name. You own the LLC. The LLC owns the property, so it's the same. Um, it's the same way as if you're buying investment properties and putting in LLC, but this just so happens to be your primary residence. So there's several lenders that out there that will allow you to do this, but again, interest rates wise, right now non-QM loans is going to be in that seven to 9% range, just depending on the lender and the deal that you're doing. But it can get done. I've done several loans like that um, over the past 24 months, where I'm working with celebrities or influencers. And we're using these products to kind of shield their identity. And then also when you set up the LLC, and this could be a brand new LLC too, by the way, it doesn't need established business credit um you can have a minimum of a 640 credit score obviously the lower the credit score the higher the interest rate but the key to this is when you open up the llc you know where it says you open an llc it says registered agent you don't put your name there as the registered agent because if someone looks and, f- and some way somehow finds that llc and your the re- name is the registered agent then obviously they're going right. to know you own it so you got to have another registered agent's name there so that way you are shielded as well but yeah um, that's a play right now that we're using on a daily basis. And I'm so it's the highest interest. It's a higher interest rate. It's going to, if you have a lower credit score, um, but if you have 700 plus credit scores, cause you're still personal guaranteeing the loan. I want to make that clear too. Um, although it's going in the LLC's name, you as the owner are personal guaranteeing it. Um, so if you try to skip town and not pay the bank, okay, they're going to just put it on your personal credit and then they're going to come after you. Um, So, yes, the higher the credit score, the lower the interest rate. And in today's market, that lower rate will represent probably somewhere in the sevens, the higher, 9%, 10%, especially if you're in that low 600 credit score.
0: So, are there ways, and I saw you post this as well, are there ways to lower the interest rate? Obviously, we've seen them going up over the past 12 months um, and come down slightly over the past month or so. Mm -hmm. Are there ways that we can use? Or strategies we can use to lower our interest rates when it comes to financing home. For primary residences or Well, uh, let's take primary and maybe I guess uh, so VA all right. So
1: if we're talking the traditional route, right? Conventional FHA, you could do what's called a two one buy down. Right. Now a two one buy down is it used to be popular during the wild cowboy days. It was totally underwritten different, but now I, I like the way the program is. So basically essentially is a two one buy down. You need a seller's concession to fund this buy-down. You, the borrower, cannot use your own monies to do the 2-1 buy-down. So how it works is a lender, let's just say you're doing an FHA loan. Let's just say today's rate is 5.5% on a 30-year fix, for example. The first year, your interest rate will be 3.5%. The second year, the rate will be 4.5%. And year three to maturity date, will be the note rate of five and a half percent. So the lender would determine how much money are you saving between three and a half percent and five and a half percent and four and a half percent and five and a half percent. So let's just say over those two years, you're saving a combination of $10,000, right? You need to get a seller's concession of $10,000 to fund that two one buy down. And that essentially will give you the opportunity to have a lower rate. Um, for the first couple of years, kind of like a teaser rate, so mm-hmm. to speak, but it's a thirty-year fixed program. And the idea behind this is, and this is why lenders started bringing this program back when rates jumped up, is because you know what? Lenders are still going to lend. We're going to be creative. We're going to figure this shit out, right? It's totally illegal, so we're going to bring back products that makes both sense and sense mm-hmm. for all parties involved. This is a way to make f- um home ownership affordable over the first couple of years. While we ride the wave of this current cycle mm-hmm. and when rates tick down, there's going to be a refinance boom in the next 12 to 18 months, maybe sooner. Right now, another way is to buy down points, buying down points. Now you can fund this with a sales concession or you can use your cash out of your bank account to buy down points. And as part of your closing costs as well. And one point is equivalent of 1% of the loan amount. So if you're buying, let's just say it's a $500,000 loan, one point is $5,000. And that will bring your rate down, depending on the lender, a quarter of a point to three eighths of a point. So if it started off at five and a half, you brought a point, it will go to 5.125% or five and a quarter on a 30 year fix. And and each point you buy will knock down quarter to three eighths of a point. So that's also Mm -hmm. another way that you can bring down your interest rate. But ultimately, the way to lock in the lowest rates possible is to have the highest possible credit score that you can have, especially in today's market where you know even if you have a 700 credit score, you might not still get the lowest rate. Whereas a year ago, that still would give you a great rate at 700, 720. No, you really have to be in that, if you're going conventional, you really have to be 740, 760 and higher right now to really get that whatever that national rate that people see online with no points, mm-hmm. you really have to be in that higher um, upper echelon of credit when you're talking conventional. Now FHA, you can have a 680, 700 credit store and still get a great rate um, with those scores.
0: So in that first scenario, mm-hmm. going from that, that example, 3.5 to 5.5, after it gets, let's say after that third year, is it capped at the 5.5? Correct, it's capped. Right, so it's, it's not capped. an adjustable rate.
1: Correct, it's not an adjustable rate, it's a 30, it's a 30 year fixed mortgage. Got but you. speaking of adjustable rates, that's another way. But adjustable rates, you gotta really look at the math and see, does it make sense for me to take this adjustable rate? Because a, a five year, so adjustable rates are typically fixed for five years, seven years, or 10 years. And then after that, it adjusts for the life of the loan depending on where the market is, the rate can go up and it go down. So folks who had adjustable rates prior to the pandemic, they mm. won because they rates, if they was in that adjustment phase, they rates dropped down. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really necessarily have to refinance and pay closing costs and things like that because the market was in their favor. Now on the flip side, mm. huh? Big difference. <laughs> so they, I advise all my clients and people who I was speaking to, um, who had adjustables you might as well get out of it because the 10 15 20 and 30 is the cheapest it's ever been so it doesn't make sense to play the risk But in this market adjustable rates make sense for someone who is not looking and they know they're not going to stay in at home For the long term. This is not a 30-year play for them. This is a five-year play So if you know I'm gonna be in this house for five years, and I'm just using this as my starter home I wouldn't recommend getting a five-year um, I would probably say do a seven or 10 because life happens and you never know. And if you see an opportunity to refinance over the next couple of years and you still own that house, take advantage of the refinance opportunity as well. So adjustable rate mortgages can work if it makes sense. But in most cases, from what I'm seeing, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Hmm. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop, drop, bag drop, <laughs> <laughs> a mic drop, bag drop.
0: Bag drop.